Hey, I'm Stephen Blush, and thank you for checking out Rock History 101, Interviews from the Vaults, part of the weekly podcast series on the Blush Media Network. Last episode of Rock History 101, we heard a classic interview with original Orange County punk rocker Rick Agnew, founding member of Social Distortion, Christian Death, and the Adolescents, and credited for creating the sound and style of the 1990s West Coast punk revival. So this time we headed back to the East Coast for an October 1993 interview with D-Generation, an almost famous New York band behind three great albums and many great rock and roll parties at Green Door and at their Coney Island High Club on St. Mark's Place. This conversation took place before one of those Green Door parties held at the 24th Street loft of Giorgio Okomelski, who back in the 1960s produced some of the first Rolling Stones and Yardbirds records. So there's a lot of rock history here. What I like about this interview is the attitude of the band members and how it illustrates the trials and tribulations of a 20th century rock band on the rise. Band members Jesse Mallon, Howie Pyro, Danny Sage, Rick Backus, and Michael Wildwood come across articulate and artistic, but with a heavy dose of punk rock, young, loud, and snotty. And that, in a nutshell, is why this conversation with Degeneration has been brought back to life as the next episode of Rock History 101, Interviews from the Vault. Thank you for checking us out. Jesse Mallon, uh, that's my voice. Now you heard it, now you don't. I'm Danny Sage, I play guitar, and Michael, you're gonna sound just like me. I'm Rick Chirp, Richard Backus, I play guitar, and wrestle midgets. Howie Pyro, bass. Michael Wildwood, drums. Not to be confused with Danny. Danny Sage's voice, a little higher, a little different. Cool, well that'll work. Um, first off, what is Degeneration? That's how we... <laughs> Degeneration's a band of uh, very fed up people and friends that got together and you know decided to make this band because there was nothing else going on that we liked and instead of like sitting around being bored and disgusted with it, we decided to play and do the best thing and do the band that we always wanted to do pretty much our whole lives. And, Degeneration was the name we chose because uh, we felt that everything has degenerated since, you know, yes, well, music and movies and just the whole culture in America has really just gotten so lame and degenerated. And um, also the dual meaning of just like a degenerate, a kid on the corner, you know, just of someone like, you know, you degenerates, you know, mm -hmm. somebody's parents calling you that. And that's just a band. Mm -hmm. uh, what's this band a reaction to? Everything we see, yeah, everything like we feel from like day to day, you know, since we were kids, we grew up and had crazy lives, just like I'm sure everybody has. And, and especially the state of music nowadays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, we don't, that's, that's we don't see ourselves associating with anything. I mean, we're a rock and roll band. I think rock and roll is like a, 
really a misused word that's been like just thrown around and you know through the 80s and the early 90s now it's just become it doesn't mean anything everybody's a dude everybody's in a band when we grew up we were a little young we caught the tail end of the 70s and we got to see where bands you know really it meant a lot it meant everything it was mystery there was passion there was anger there was rebellion it, it was a, a chance to save lives and rock and roll really doesn't do that now it's just like another little quick thing flash in the pan people aren't really dedicated to it it doesn't really I don't think save lives in the same way you don't have that same commitment so like we don't really associate with any other bands or anything because there's nobody really doing what we're doing so it gave us more fuel to really get off our asses and make this band happen and you know it drives us all the time pretty much and uh, you know I think all rock and roll all good rock and roll has always had a little bit of anger in it and a little bit of rebellion or a lot of it you know and that's where I think punk comes I think punk was the last movement that had that kind of sickness and freedom and, and rebellion that 50s rock and roll and when rock and roll was born the whole attitude comes out of you know we try to carry that on just this. rock and roll has been real compromised or whatever and um and like when you said you know like well, what's degeneration or whatever you, you asked us that it's like this is this is like our life and i don't think a lot of other bands look at it as like their life or their lifestyle it's just like a band and the people listening anymore listen to music in a real casual way and i think that's like the bottom line with all this is like we don't take it casually and we never did i mean this is like what we grew up with this is the only thing that we grew up with really the only thing that we you know had to whatever get through so. we take it real serious you know i mean a lot of people you know do it as a goof whatever but it's to us like we play it's like we have a gun in our back it's like our last show the five of us you know everyone in this band there's no slackers it's like a gang and there's not one person that's like the lame guy in the back or anything like that and rock has just gotten that way from mtv mainly and the, you know real conservative times of you know the 80s and depression i think people got really lame they don't go to concerts as much the attendances are really low because people see it all in their house piped in they're sitting on the couch and they get mtv comes right in you sit there with mom and it's safe and it's okay and we want to make it you know somewhat of a, a dangerous thing again and uh we're at a time right now where there's a lot of heavy shit going on people you know fear their sexuality because of aids and people are just all mishmashed together you know you got guys that are into everything people don't have that separate passion that they used to have like people you know when we were kids you might get beaten up because you liked acdc or you liked kiss by a kid that liked led zeppelin and that's kind of like stupid but it was, that's how sincere people were they were that intense about what they're into now you'll see a guy who's got a pearl jam hat and a public enemy button and then he's got a you know yeah, sex no pistols bumper sticker and you think it's really liberal and that's really cool it's open-minded but it's really not it's really that people are just so lame it's just real passive you know, really they just take it all. We go to other towns and walk, you know, walk down the street and people flip out. We just, just because we have a little bit of style, a little bit of, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, the fans look just like anyone now. We're just like, can be the guy from 7-Eleven or somebody. It's yeah. Originally, right, 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 sure. I think most of these people, they're influenced by, like, last week. By MTV. MTV like, and they have no idea anything that happens yes. except for, like, some little memento or some, you know, thing, thing that they know, they knew about, like, anything that ever happened before.
Yeah, there's no real like uh, education. You know, there's no real culture in rock and roll. We look at everything. We like all kinds of stuff, from like Tom Waits, Elton John, to Discharge, to the Bad Brains, to Cheap Trick. You know, and like to me, it's if it's got heart and it's got attitude, that's what it is. And like he was saying, people just dressed up, like looking like a farmer or like a guy that mows the lawn. I think that was cool in the early punk and hardcore things to make it like anybody can be part of it. But it kind of lost that. Now it's more of a commitment to have a look, and it's just so lame and normal. Yeah, but on the other hand, we're not another haircut band. You know? That's the other thing. People keep sticking us with that, and it's a lot more to it than a haircut. Yeah, we get accused of being all kinds of things: punk, glam. You know, people just get it all wrong. And if you listen to our music and our songs, and I think when our album will come out, people will see our lyrics. We're not just singing about you know putting on platform shoes and running down the boulevard chasing after some babes, you know, we, we take it very serious. I think, you know, we're more influenced by people like Bob Dylan and The Clash and The Sex Pistols as far as attitude and lyrics than people like Poison or The Dolls or Kiss or, you know, I guess Hanoi Rocks or worse, you know. So, well, we demand a lot from an audience, which nobody, does, you know, you know, I think, you know, you have to be able to think thing? and like it's us, like, like, a real, like a real thing, you know, and I think people are not conditioned to do that and it's going to take it's like what we were talking about before, like with the Generation X. It's like, you know, people don't know from, you know, most people, but we all do, you know. So it's great to meet people and have people come down that are, that know something beyond, you know, further back than like 1980 or something, you know what I mean? But it's pretty, it's getting rarer and rarer. Yeah, kids react to things real fast, flash in the pan kind of thing. And, you know, I don't think we're here to really educate. We're here to entertain, maybe try to shake things up a bit and make our mark and reach people with songs who are really into songs and really into getting people to react. You know, rock and roll used to make me want to smash up my room or make me want to quit school, It'll, you know, because I had a belief in something. It said, hey, there's someone out there that I can relate to and, and they think the same way I do. There's a place for this. There's a freedom. And I think now that freedom, it's gotten really normal and really lame. And so, you know, what we do, it's not like we're going to introduce people to the history of rock and roll, but it was more like a lifestyle. This band is a commitment to a whole attitude, a look, a real decadence that we want to bring out that is a wildness and a freedom, you know, in a New York way, not like yeah, in LA, you know, or MTV like the MTV's destroyed rock and roll completely because it's just like everyone just looks the same. It's really watered everything down and like you know, bands have just compromised, you know, they've got to deal with a producer and a director and we've it's very immediate with us. Yeah, it's like the from New York that actually claims New York as its thing. Yeah, we're really to New York Southern rock bands right, from New right. York and, you know, like, L.A. bands from New York. But none of them have to yeah, it's like our thing. Everything we sing about, the way we look, it's a, we're really proud to be from here. You know, we love the bands that were here from the 70s and stuff. And it's just there hasn't been anything except for that old Max's junkie heartbreakers thing. And that was a long time ago. And, you know, that's something we sure don't want to be associated with. Even people try to hit us at that one, you know, that old Johnny Thunder's myth. But, you know, it's like, for us, a lot more than that. And, um, you know, I think it, just everything, like our lyrics and stuff, are a lot more in-depth and you know, what we're trying to create. Are you guys a punk band? In a lot of ways. Punk, punk band and magician are more of like Bob Dylan and anything else. Not in a safety you know, pin in your face way, or you know, Greasy uh, you know, Avenue way, on the corner way. People don't, you know, those people think we are like from outer space, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, look at any punk rock band, you know. 
we're punk. Punk as the attitude, it? We're punk in the way of like what we what we've done, like the way we live, like just that we don't we want to do what we want to do and when we want to do it and by our own terms. And, you know, we don't really compromise our beliefs and or you know we try. We want to say yeah, we want to say fuck you to things that we feel are oppressive and are boring and lame, and there's tons of those things. But you know, punk is a weird thing. I think Neil Young is more punk right now than you know probably a band playing a CB's matinee tomorrow. I think you know he's he's punk rock. Neil Young, that attitude, that freedom. So there, that's punk rock. You know, I think. Uh, Punk was a thing before punk, but nobody had a name for it. Elvis Presley was punk. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis, rock, you know. Jerry Lee Lewis was like more punk than Sid Vicious, but no, you know, they didn't call it that, you know. Right. So I mean, a lot of things on movies, you know. Like yeah, books, right? Anything like that. It's important. Yeah. It's just an attitude of where you come from and the way you deal with things. As opposed to a fashion, which is what they're trying to bring back these days, like in you know, in fashion magazines and in just the total media, like this whole punk rock uh, look and all that. I mean, that's what, always something that you, you know out to go against and react to. I think that's why that whole grunge thing, when it started and when it was pure and good, it was a reaction to you know all the lameness and people dressing up in L.A. and all that Hollywood shit. So you know, now it's time to react to what's going on now and people looking like farmers and lawnmowing guys. Yeah, we got we really loved into that whole fashion. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask you how because, much. Go ahead. You know, if someone gave me some punk T-shirt from you know sex store when I was 15 and I still have it and I wear it, people are like, oh, and then there's a new one in Vogue magazine. You know what I mean? But it's not like it's not the same thing. The best thing about punk was the clothes and the, just the freedom of expression. Which is what we say for punk. Yeah, it's for kids and, you know, people that want, anyone that wants to express themselves or react and, and make some kind of intense reaction and go against the grain and whatever that, that fits in. That's our, my definition, anyway. There's no freedom of expression now. Like, that's one thing we're fighting more than anything. We've done, we've done our own thing all along. We just did exactly what we want to do and people appreciate it. And our audience is very, 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 you know, like it's, we just want to please anyone and listen, you know, we don't really want to limit our audience. I think there's a lot of people in different areas and different levels that can relate to what we're doing from little teenage pimply faced boys full of anger to girls to, you know, transvestites to punk rockers to kids that would even like, you know, a band like Guns N' Roses. You know, we might not like them, but I think we can reach people, and, you know, because I think songs are songs, are good songs, and sincerity, and you know, I mean, we work, we sweat, we go up there, we, you know, we do it like we're giving us everything we have inside of us, you know, as much as we can. How much is that? We're talking about the fashion image and stuff, but how much is the image and the style and fashion? How important is that to the overall presentation of what you guys do? It's who we are. Yeah, we've always been that. It's a part of it. I mean, we all looked like people and like things like before we did this band. I mean, we all, you know, we look like this every day. It's yeah, not like we know. put, maybe, you know, we'll put on a, a better jacket for the gig, but he might wear that jacket the next day too. You know, it's not like, you know, we can't afford I mean, anything else. seen us in the street. Right. And, you know, there's no, we're just us, you know, and it just it grew into a different thing, which I think is also really cool. You know, it just became our own little thing or whatever, like, you know, just by living together and being together all the time. And, and it can be traced to a hundred different things, but yeah. it's not really... 
you know, rock and roll should always have a style. I always liked things that visually were appealing and had a certain look to it and had a certain sense of, uh, you know, unification as a group, you know. Right, right. You know, even Ramones, even something as, as corny as their thing, it's still, you saw it, you know what it is. It's like a real thing, you know. It's like, that's the look. Or, you know, any of these bands that have such a style, The Clash or whatever, they had a look. The Stones, The Beatles, they changed with the look together. I think that's a great thing. It's part of, like, you know. It shows also a closeness, you know. I mean, that, that's a thing I think with a lot of bands that they don't have is like and and just being around the business and stuff we also got a kind of a bird's eye view of like a lot of the bands are formed through like a manager putting in a, knowing one guy right, and right, putting right. in a, a class eye like yeah, and that's bullshit that's not guys. you know that's not what happened to us you know it's like you know, we all grew up together we all kind of pretty much like the same things dislike the same things and here we are yeah we you know I don't know five more people that were smart full of hate about what was going on in music so I figured that if we could put that all together the energy that we would have would be so good you know that's why I kind of thought that would be a great combination we all were just friends you know and it's we have a lot of fun you know that's something that doesn't come up very often but you know it's just fun like it's all we yeah we couldn't imagine do. doing anything else you know the look that you get that when you see us playing it's like it's not just not like half of us are having fun, the other half are like you know, like studying to look like us. Right. You know, like something that's just like natural. You know? Do you see you guys um kind of carrying on this tradition of like these seventies or whatever these these punk bands and not at all no in a no. continuum I guess is what I'm saying no it's no tribute to that and but it goes way past that. into everything it's just anything we've been right. anything we've been exposed to you know I mean we really want to be clearly a band from now we don't want to pay tribute to anything in the past you know we might like it and love it and, and you know respect it and, and be influenced by all kinds of things but it's definitely not that kind of like you know vintage thing or something we want to be something now that we would like you know we finally go out and like really did fill the void saying that we're amazing or maybe we are maybe we're not but you know like if, if we could go out and see something we like well, that's what we're trying to be like but in now mm-hmm. not there's a lot of retro things going mm-hmm. on and a lot of words that get thrown away yeah, well, well, to, to the person who would see you is kind of looking like that what do, what do you offer that's different than that I think our sound is different than that we don't sound like a blueprint a lot of these movies, you know like days today bands just take another band and they or they take two bands you know like yeah, I was telling yeah it's like that movie to play when they're saying well what's this movie like well this is a combination between E.T. and Towering Inferno but it's funny you know it's like well what is this band like well they kind of sound like early Rolling Stones meet you know Humble Pie meet you know the faces and that's what they are and then you hear them and they're exactly those ingredients and stuff I think we take from a lot of places and we have a unique sound and I think you know if anyone came to see us live they would see that you know just our whole approach and our attack isn't like anybody and we don't really have you know like we're really hard and angry but we have pop songs and we're not afraid to like do something you know like a lot of bands they have one thing and it's like it starts and it ends and then it's over and then those people with blinders and that thing like it but I think we do they're not afraid to do different things and we yeah, appreciate like it you know you know all the like varied sounds from song to song which is like a big thing that a lot of bands don't have anymore you know bands
but it's all one. Such a combination that, you know, you could say, well, how are you different from 70s bands? We're a combination of so many different influences that, you know, you'll hear that. And I think our lyrics, too, are a lot different. I don't think there's been a band that might look the way we look, but sing about things that might be really political and social and dealing with things in daily life and still have a, a look of style and try to look pretty and at the same time try to be angry. I think it's just a combination that just really hasn't really happened. You know, you might have a band like The Clash that were very political, and but they were very punk and had one look. And, you know, we were influenced just as much, you know, as Aerosmith, from an old Aerosmith records as we are from Clash and Bad Brains and Germs records and stuff, so. We're all like real, like, you know, really hooked on, like, really digging deep and finding stuff out. We like a lot of books, you know, we read everything. Really, everyone eats up rock and roll like candy. Mm -hmm. It's like something we really enjoy. Childhood, yeah, that's almost always. Over, yeah, so we just want to be the best mix of all the things from the different eras of rock and roll that we thought were something that mattered and something that reached people and we stuff. We love trade videos yeah. and records and shit. Like, it's ridiculous. Right. So the only thing I used to have to spend money on is like, The problem is we don't like any new bands and we really try to be, you know, I'm pretty optimistic most of the time. I go out and see bands all the time and, uh, you know, I want to go to a record store and buy stuff and there's, you know, very few things I could buy that I like and it's kind of frustrating. It really makes it sad, you know, because we used to buy records records, you know, two or three a week, and it would get you through the week, or get you through each day, you know, and like now, it's kind of hard to listen to old records, which is cool, but, you know, when you've heard them for a zillion times, it's great, but, you know, you'd like, I want to have something that's now and new, so I guess we just got to do it, keep working on our thing, and, you know, but then we won't even want to listen to our own records, we'll be sick of it. CD, with the opera sure. stuff, smaller than, maybe to you. Okay. Should we do this for these people? Yeah. Aside from some of the great bands we were talking about, why do you think New York's kind of been like this kind of shitty place for rock and roll? That's a good question. I mean, I don't. I think. Yeah, um, what's that? It's too hard. It's too expensive. It's really hard to live here. And it's too you know, cool for people to from here are from here anyway. Yeah, there's not people that have had it. We're all from New York, you know what I mean, which is rare too, you know what I mean, like, I don't, I mean, a hundred people, you know, in a week and maybe, you know, ten of them are really from New York, so it's hard to, I don't think it was really ingrained, they just came. Also, there's not that many clubs here to play. I think also, like, when you get a lot of places, and I'm thinking of, like, smaller places, but, like, the whole Athens thing or the Minneapolis thing, it's so, uh... I guess, I mean, this is going to sound really New York, but it's like, it's really small, all these towns. So I think, like, you know, that everybody just goes into their own little world and comes out of their basement. And I think in New York, you're exposed to so many different things, and there's just so many different scenes happening. People change it's not so like fast. one little scene with, like, three bands, you know? It's like... Yeah, you can so walk and be in another country. And yeah, but people aren't that say. committed. They change every other week. One year, you'll see a friend... Some guy, you know, he's got a mohawk and he's out to mosh, and the next week he's like Death Rock, and then next year he'll be like doing the, you know, whole Guns N' Roses bandana, you know, Dirt Rock, California rock guy, and then he's got the flannel on it. You know, people here get like that because there's so many different types of people and so much energy going on. People don't stay committed. And I think, you know, we're from here really true. We've always liked the same things. We've done different things, been in different bands. And plus, there's like a big club You're thing here. Everyone's really into dance and into fashion and into the superficial things, which is very on rock and roll. It's very like nightclub-y and club-y, and that, it's a big piece of it. But what's interesting really now is a lot of...
scenes are merging together and those lines are getting knocked down. And you should leave. <laughs> no one can hear you. You know, it's happened before here in New York and stuff. I think like it's been a place that has like you know given a lot of great rock and roll bands and a lot of great things. And things just go in circles. Like you can burn out. You can't have it. You know, in the 70s there was a lot of great stuff here, and the 60s also. And it's just got to go in cycles. And I think you know the early 80s there was a good hardcore punk scene here, and then late 80s there was some bands playing some good rock and roll. But, you know, for the last few years, it hasn't been. I think it's time. It'll come around, you know. I mean, we're really into the scene because we want to have a place to go. And we want to see people do things and be part of it. But we're not going to worry about that. We just worry about ourselves and do what we do. And we're like a band of the world. And, you know, I mean, we're from here. We're proud. But it's like we can't save New York. We yeah, can only also, save New ourselves. New York is, like, so different from every other place, like, anywhere. But especially, like, you know, like, in the United States, like, if you're from, like, some place like Athens, Georgia, it's more similar to, like, Chicago. And Cleveland and like, you know, all those fucking places. And New York is just this such a different world than anywhere. It almost like relates more to like some of the more foreign places like London or something like that than it would fucking some Midwestern place, you know? Mm -hmm. But you gotta remember that I think one of the main things, like the biggest things that happened in New York happened when nothing was going on, like when they went in there and it was 1974 and the Ramones just played in there with the dog or whatever, you know what I mean? That's, I think, when things happen the most. And it's, it was kind of like that here for a while, and I think now things are stirring up and happening, but who knows <laughs> what it'll wind up. What are you guys writing about these days? Let me we'll stand up. It's a little weird. But um, what are you guys writing about these days? What are you guys writing about? Our everyday life. <laughs> you know, all the frustrations that have been through us, you know, boredom, anything that's affected us since we were kids, I think it's just like human emotions and, you know, things that we deal with every day, you know, it's like seeing the fear and seeing people being so lame and so like wrapped into all the conditioning that they've gotten it's, it's all the basic it's things like really personal they're all about people that like you know we could be or are some stories you know living in these times in the 90s dealing with people you know trying to be free in a time of like AIDS and time of really lame rock and roll and people just kind of not really letting things loose and going for it and just you know, you, it's, to me, it just seems more lame. If I was a kid now, like growing up even younger than, you know, when I got to see the tail end of a lot of great bands in the, the 70s, you know, it, it, I would feel so sorry. I mean, it's just such an oppressed time, such a lame, couch, safe house, you know, material bullshit time, and it just gets us so fed up dealing with that, that, you know, the songs just come out. Our song, No Way Out, is about everything that's ever hit you from when you were a kid, you know, and how you can try to get away and move and move away from things and go to another town or go live on your own, but you still can't get away from it. It's still there. It's there in the drug scene. It's there in the bullshit, you know, in the music business. It's there at jobs. It's there in corporate America. So there's, like, really no escape, and you can kill yourself, but that's not, like, an escape either because it's not a solution, so you just got to learn to deal. And the other song we have on the flip side is Guitar Mafia, and that's just about, you know, a person who's really true to what they 
you know, love. They want to be in a band. They want to make rock and roll. And then they get inside the business and they feel really lost, like a real hypocrite because they're so tied in with the business and they don't know what to do. They find themselves in this point where they're totally locked into doing it. It becomes a bit and they can't really live with themselves and they have to try to, like, look themselves in the mirror every day and the dream that they had turned into being, you know, something that was like an alternative lifestyle to be like mom and dad turned to be just like working at a factory or working in an office because the rules and all the bullshit and you're there stuck and lost and trying to see what to do and uh that's those are the two songs that we have out as of yet yeah right i'm the magic of editing is work great yeah i think we need to be heavily yeah no don't worry i'll make you look good you know, all the basic human things we sing about, it's just in our own way, you know, yeah. it's like there's always heartbreak, there's always sickness, there's all, all those things, there's always frustration and, and pent up sexuality and misunderstood, you know, people, and it's like, that's what we just do, you know, it just yeah. comes out our way, you know, I don't know, it's not like, uh, that's cool, you know, you mentioned the drug scene when you were talking about one of the songs over there, and you know, a lot of the bands were great rock bands we're talking about over here that, that are of an influence always have that, that reckless kind of wanton drug side to them. And, I think uh, things are too clean. Drugs and mm-hmm. I mean, we've lived through that and now it's like too late for that crap already. We want to have fun, but we don't want to self-destruct. I mean, we all like to go out and have good times and we're not like this clean, you know, drug war shit because I think that was a big problem of why we're at where we are now with the state of music. And it's sad, but it's true. You know, bands that we like, like, you know, Aerosmith or, you know, Iggy Pop, they were way better when they were fucked up. Way better, more interesting and more... There's a sickness that, you know, you need to have in being on a certain edge. And, and but then you get to a point of losing. Yeah, you can only go so far. We're, you know, young and we're lucky. And so we, you know, I mean, we, we're just fucked up all the time, but we still have able to bounce back and use it creatively and not use it in this martyr, self-destructive, you know, pathetic thing, which I don't like. That that whole chunky thing. Recreational. Yeah, we're not into right. being these, like, oh, poor chunky, fucked up guys, you know, it's right. like, I mean, said, it's like sport is, for us. The other thing, <laughs> yeah. too, is, like, if you grow up and you're fucked up, like, we were all fucked up before we ever put any chemicals in our body, you know, our parents and public school and everything makes us, made us fucked up and made us who we are. I think, like, you know, a lot of people we know personally, you know, maybe, like, they, they do drugs to be something else, or they drink to be something else, but, like, it just kind of, like, we do whatever we want just as, like, just like Michael said, recreational use or whatever, I don't know. That sounds really funny, sure. but, like, we're... We were just this way to begin with. I mm-hmm. mean, we're just who we are. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we have a part of it. We're more than education than drugs at this point. <laughs> One of our songs, you know, you would, uh, you would, uh, Bill Quit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not into that whole romantic Johnny Thunders, Keith Richards thing, and a lot of fans fall into that, and a lot of fans that might be similar to the kind of music we play think that glamour is in that, and we've seen enough people die, and enough people be disgusting, pathetic junkies puking, and you know, there's nothing beautiful about that. A lot of kids think that just doing that is going to make them that thing. Well, that's what I think. Heroin's going to make them the rock star. Mm-hmm. You grow up, and, and either you grow up, and you you become this thing by your surroundings. Maybe that. Or you know what I mean. That's that's what I mean. It's like if you don't, you don't. If you do, you do. No mm-hmm. fucking putting a needle in your arm is going to make you something else. So what drug? What drug? 
The other thing is we're, we're, we're way too intense just as people to do certain drugs. We don't need, you know what I mean? Like certain drugs we're never attracted to, I guess, anyway, because we're not, we're not like into like passing out on a couch. Or, right. Well, that's like a good drug to do at one of your shows. One of our shows? Yeah. Get drunk. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah all drugs. We're, we're into all drugs and we support people with whatever they do. I think if it's based on the individual, you know, we're not here Everybody trying to be uh, Ian McKay or something. You know, we're just talking about us. You know? right. yeah. Everyone should do anything they want. Right? Yeah. I don't think the recipe don't hurt anybody for success else. is in drugs. And, you know, we're actually thinking about, you know, the yeah, future or career or just playing yeah, we're too dedicated to what we you know, do. We don't want to wreck that whole thing. Yeah. You know, so, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll sum this up, but, um, so how would you guys like to be remembered? Like, let's say there's like a... Remembered? Yeah, we all started. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's say there's like a like a rock and roll like encyclopedia. I like, think we want to make a great, you know, at least one record best that's under the best up, band you know. ever. <laughs> no, I think we'd one. like to be someone who, you know, re not redefined. Remember, it's a band that maybe brought rock and roll back in, in the made a real like vital exciting band. thing again real band, I think the last band that saved rock and roll was the clash and you know that was a long time ago you know so and there's been a lot of other great records since then and, and good things but there hasn't been that full rock and roll experience and attitude and, and lifestyle that a band has given and you know that's what our main aim is to give that whole package you know of the and bands that touched to us and, you know we feel, I don't see anyone do it. We want to touch as many people as possible and shake them up. <laughs> shake them up real bad. But don't mess up their hair. Mess it. Yeah. Don't wash it. Cool. We'll just leave it at that. Thank you so much to Tony Mann and to the members of D-Generation. Jesse Mallon, Howie Pyro, Danny Sage, Rick Backus, and Michael Wildwood. And a huge thank you for checking out Rock History 101, Interviews from the Vaults. I'm your host, Stephen Blush. See you next week on the Blush Media Network. Blush Media Network broadcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and YouTube. For further information, contact Blush Media Network at gmail.com.